Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Human Dirk Podcast. Human Dirk, Human Dirk. I haven't listened to the intro in a while. I think it's kind of robotic in the Human Dirk Podcast. Uh, today's episode is super cool. Two amazing people. One of them has been here a few times. You guys seem to like him, so I keep inviting him back until everybody says, get rid of the guy. Uh, Mauricio Tangari, super, super cool. The other guest, a guy named Will Safford, first time meeting him, also super cool dude. I'll give you a couple of highlights, some things that are in today's episode. I don't always do that. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But if you want a little bit of a preview, uh, we get into some good stuff. Uh, a little bit about uh, jujitsu. So if you're a jujitsu fan, you may some f- find some things that you like in here. If you're not a jujitsu fan, uh, fast forward past that part or just listen to it and maybe you'll be into jujitsu after listening to it. But we also talk about aging, recovery, kind of the the mentality behind it. I mean, uh, Will and I are, are literally really close to the same age and Mauricio <laughs> Mauricio's, Mauricio's not the same age at all, I'll say, so they don't have to fight him later. But a lot of cool things came up. You know, we ended up talking about food outside the U.S. versus inside the U.S., what happens when you travel and you eat things that for some reason just can't eat in the U.S., and I'll just leave that there. You guys can do what you want with it. Uh, also, I just want to give a special shout-out to this dude from Instagram, uh, Philip the Fighter out in Florida. You get a shout-out on the podcast, man. Uh, you're just a super cool kid. Can't wait to see you in your first fight. And uh, so some special love for you. And today's podcast, <laughs> we've got, this is our newest sponsor. <laughs> and it's, I'm plugging my own stuff, my own shit. That's what's happening here. Uh, <laughs> Shady Lion Coffee. You guys know we've, we've done a lot of commercials on this podcast over time, and they're usually a ton of fun. It is super weird promoting uh, my own product. Uh, really, there's a group of us behind the products. So I shouldn't just say my own. It is a collaboration with some super great people. So, you know, those of you that know me super well, it's it's all about doing things with great people. Like nobody wins this life game alone. Everything that we do in life involves other people. So who you have around you is super important. But uh, brand new company, I should say brand new, even though the brand is new, the relationships and the product itself is not new in terms of it's just real high quality stuff. So if you're into coffee, go ahead and check out shadylion.com. It is really, I mean, it's just great. It's a premium bean. Premium means it's good. I could talk all day about the reasons that there's a lot of fake stuff in the marketing world telling you like this coffee is for performance or this coffee is mold free. A lot of that stuff is just marketing things to get you to pay more for stuff. Uh, ours is not, it's not the cheapest coffee, by the way, when you go check it out, it's also not the most expensive. We did that on purpose. We wanted to put it at a price point that, you know, really is affordable for most anybody, but also we wanted something great in your cup. If you know me, I'm all about nice things. I think what we put into our lives are are really what we get out of it. And so when it comes to fuel for caffeine, uh, that's what this is. This is our first, uh, we'll call it like roast, first type of bean. You know, there may be others down the road, like a Brazilian roast or some other things, but this is a a top 1% bean on the entire planet. 
the feedback, I mean, the feedback's been 100% positive. We get messages on Instagram. We get emails, Facebook messages, text messages, people tagging us in real. So thanks, you know, if you are currently already drinking Shady Line and you ever want to tag us in anything on TikTok or Instagram, please do. We'll reshare it, give you some love back. That's what we're all about. But the feedback is phenomenal. The things that we hear regularly are it's sweet, like it's a sweet coffee. Um, Notice a lot of people in my circle just drink it straight black. And if you're a black coffee drinker, most likely a lot of people are used to a more like dark roast. And a dark roast, when you roast the coffee beans a little bit more, brings out some certain oils and uh, even some bitterness sometimes, depending on, on how you prepare it. But we've got whole beans. We've also got ground. If you don't have a grinder, uh, you can uh, you can get the ground coffee. Some people are like, hey, you know, I use these K-cups or these capsules. So if you have those, uh, you can do the reusable ones. You can take some ground coffee, throw it in there. If you want something super fresh, though, pick yourself up a little grinder on Amazon. They're like 10, 15 bucks. You know, Google search coffee bean grinder, grab one at Walmart, whatever, wherever, whatever your thing is, and then get the whole beans um, and then grind them and then put them in that capsule. It literally takes an extra like 30 to 45 seconds in your morning. It's a game changer because all of our coffee is roasted fresh. So we roast it and then package it and then send it to you. So it's not sitting around in a storehouse or a warehouse. It's not sitting around like, man, I hope somebody buys this in time. Like a lot of those coffee companies just with extra beans sitting around getting stale. Like you're getting this coffee at its, we like to use the term peak freshness. So it's super fresh, uh, peak freshness. So this is really good coffee. You can drink it black if that's your thing. Um, because it's a medium roast, it it has more of that coffee flavor. Uh, you're going to taste, I mean, if you're like a super coffee expert, people will say there's notes of magnolia in it. It's got like myrrh and stone fruit. I mean, Ethiopia is known as the birthplace of coffee, and this is from a super great region in Ethiopia. Okay, I'm going to get off the coffee soapbox, but check out shadylion.com shadylion.com actually one last plug in there is that we're currently taking on affiliates we're not going to do that forever but we know some of you you know love to share great things with your friends and really like it we've already had uh, several people sign up for the affiliate program currently you can only access the affiliate program from like a desktop or laptop it's not working from mobile for whatever, but go to shadylion.com on your laptop or desktop. In the top right, there's the affiliate link, and you can become an affiliate. Uh, you can at least apply to it, and then, you know, we'll prove or deny you. We're not really in the business of, of, you know, being rude and trying to deny people, but it is an application process, and it is limited. We're not going to be taking affiliates forever, so if you're interested in doing that, uh, do it now. We just, you know, we have some raving fans, some cool core group of people that we want to work with as uh, this brand continues to grow. So um, also, you know, if you want to give some gifts, we've got the holidays coming up. You can go on to shadylion.com and actually gift a friend, a family member, a coworker, uh, three, six, 12 months of a coffee subscription. That's a pretty cool gift. I know being a coffee lover, someone uh, you know, gets me a coffee subscription and I get something as cool as this in the mail. 
and it's like, hey, it's from so-and-so. Man, I'd be super stoked. So if anybody wants to send me some subscriptions, sign me up. Okay, that's what we got for the prequel to the episode. Welcome to the Human Derek podcast with today's guest, Will Safford, super cool guy, and Mauricio Tenkari, who some of you, maybe all of you, already know. Here, here we go. See, this is the real secret of life, to be completely engaged with the here and now. Everybody wants to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. It, it, it was all a dream. Today is about the power of you. You've now entered the Human Derek Podcast. Test, test. Not this nice. Yeah, I have a little podcast as well. Nice. This is like the real deal. I'll have to check that out. It's the Douchebag Podcast. Yes, yeah, Douchebag Jiu-Jitsu. No, no, no. It's called Order and <laughs> Progress. It's a nice name. It's a nice name for they, actually, they probably have that, actually. Douchebag. Mauricio, talk a little bit. Uh, hello, hello. You got to talk into the microphone, oh, though, man. Oh, it's too far away. <laughs> can I put this closer? Yeah, you can move it all That's up better. and down. The only thing you don't do is don't pull it out. It moves oh, okay, okay. Well. Yeah, come, come. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's much better. Much better? Loud and clear. Yeah. Much better. Cool. Maybe a little bit louder for the old man. You, uh, which, so yours? Good? Louder yeah, for good. the old man. For the old shirtless Italian For the old dude. man. He's like, it's kind of hot in here. Can I take off my shirt? Man, I could be naked. We need to do the naked podcast. <laughs> you can. No, 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 right? That'll be cool. Because, it, Let's because, go. No, you know why? Because when you go podcast, you want to be yourself. So if you're naked, <laughs> there's no more like boundaries. There's not, nothing they can hide behind. It's the most authentic self It's authentic. You so you're just naked there in front, like going to sauna. Dude, it's naked in the sauna. There you go. It'd be fun. It would be like a like a feet, you know? How yeah. long can you stay? Stay there and in talk. The sauna and, talk. and talk. Yes. The shorter podcast. It would be, be, <laughs> be a pretty short <laughs> podcast. Just twenty minutes every day. The naked sauna. The podcast. naked, the naked podcast. podcast. Yeah, very cool. So you guys were saying, how long have you known each other? Oh man, I think it's been about. 2012 so 10 years yeah yeah i kind of adopted him. it's been a long rough 10 years but yeah man we we're getting through it yeah we we met at atos jiu-jitsu you know andre galbao yeah he just had a big uh you know like send-off i guess you could say i wouldn't really say send-off but it was a it was a passing of the torch <laughs> yeah there you go that's a better yeah phrase yeah uh, i mean get hunted down ton of respect to andre though i mean that's uh Great guy. Incredible career. And, you know, to go out there with uh, the story behind everything that happened leading up to this ADCC, that was like, I give him a lot of credit just for getting out there and yeah. taking on Gordon. What was the, I might have missed the story. What was the story behind it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, being so, the slap and everything? Yeah. Or just, oh, but yeah. it was also like, so he, Andre wasn't sure if he was actually going to fight the super fight in 2021 when we were supposed to have ADCC, you know, his fight versus Felipe in 2019, that was supposed to be his last, kind of his last thing. He, he retired on camera and everything. And then, you know, the, the offer for him to come back, I think it was pretty enticing. And then in 2020, there was the, uh, the whole slap heard around the world. And uh, that wasn't how he wanted to go out. You know, I don't think anybody wants to go out like did, that. Did, did the, uh, an MMA fight something? 
He did. Uh, he signed up for one. Well, I think they did one. But I'm not sure if he ever actually. Yes, he did. He did. He beat the guy. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then he came back uh, this year. You know, at, at 39 years old. If they're 38, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 37. And like every year for me, Maurizio aside, <laughs> it gets noticeably more challenging. Oh yeah. So yeah. to go through one of those camps at ADCC is just like man. Hmm. Those camps themselves are insanely tough. Just and then uh, to go against Gordon Ryan, who is a superhuman with incredible technique and the full total package. A lot of respect, Andre. So guy looks like he was just painted. Yeah, (laughs) I was just I was just talking with uh, with another high level competitor, and he was like, "Man, Andre could go enter in a bodybuilding competition tomorrow and probably medal." Yeah. He's yeah, a beast. he. I mean, and that's a hundred and what does he have? A hundred and fifty something wins, like wins, not just matches, but that's a a lot of uh, intensity on your body over time too. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he's a warrior, man. If you've ever, I don't know if you've ever trained with him or like hung out with him before. He is just an exceptional human being. Like the durability on that guy's body and his work ethic and just the whole mindset is is really something fascinating to be around. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because when uh, I was there, how charismatic is, is this figure and, you know, the, the community that he created is just because the way he is, basically, you know, he's so committed and uh, he really want his uh, athlete to be shaped to win. You know, they train hard. They don't just do jujitsu. And when I notice a lot of academy, they just do jujitsu. They get the fuck out of the academy. There, they stay there. They sleep on. I saw, I remember back then, there were like people coming from Brazil sleeping in the gym on, uh, like, you know, camping there. He was uh, helping them, like, in his house. Like, uh, I mean, it was amazing. They were basically all day long in there. It was crazy. Yeah. No, he builds champions, man. He. <clears throat> and and he does it. He leads by. Are we recording right now? We are. Oh, yeah, so we're okay. Just, we just so, kind of go for it. Nice, yeah, man, let's get into it. <laughs> no, he, uh, he he leads by example as well. You know, he. There's a lot of other coaches who. And you, um, you might want to like uh, with that if you. There's kind of think of it like a cone, right there. Yeah, and you can right up to your face, you can, Jamie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. No, he leads by example, man. He's on the mat like for every single class. He teaches every class. It's it's absolutely amazing. I'm sure when Monday came around after this insane, you know, uh, camp that he had, and then the whole weekend in Vegas where he's trying to coach his his athletes, manage his own pre competition routine, go out there on the biggest stage in the world, and then compete. And then I guarantee you, he's back in the class on Monday teaching class. Distracted by the shirtless guy who's grabbing his nipples over. <laughs> Man, he's, I mean, I'm sweating. <laughs> I mean, probably you have the the warmest well, house. I think it's the headphones in the walls. You know, like, like it just you know, they create more heat. It's like wearing earmuffs. Man, yes. I also mean an age that uh, easy to get heat up. Yeah. You know, like you get those hot flashes. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> in my age, you don't know when it's cold, when it's hot. Yeah. You know, just it's okay. Yeah, man. You have well, the fancy we'll Dyson. Fan, like, oh, I feel so good. good. Go, and huh? then he's over here, like, yeah, like my, I'm dripping like water from my armpit. Like, you water. Know, I can make coffee with my armpit water. <laughs> Speaking of uh, being old and you know, physically fit, 
Mauricio, <laughs> tell us. Well, you say, <laughs> tell us yeah. how you feel. <laughs> you said mentality, though. Like I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm realizing this. This is the first year ever where a few months ahead of my birthday, I'm going, wow. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to be 37. And I started thinking about like doing a little more review, right? What's different? How can I uh, show up better, recover better? That's been my theme because um, I just didn't really have a recovery plan before. Uh, but the mentality, like I don't really think of, that's anything, I don't think of myself as like getting older, 36, 37. I just kind of push myself as hard as I, you know, can and see what happens. Mauricio. <laughs> the old man, let's ask yeah. the old man. What are, I mean, what do you think about like getting older? <laughs> <laughs> a wise one. Well, I mean, uh, we already discussed this during other podcasts, you know, uh, for me, there was a turning point because uh, uh, when uh, when I decided to take care of myself in a different way, I was like beating myself up the entire time because I was doing like kite surfing, windsurfing, being in the water all day <laughs> and uh, my joint always like four hours, the same angle. So no, I'm not, we're not talking about, okay, lift or play tennis. We're talking like, having your joint holding on something for hours. So imagine being in this position. You guys can see my, my elbow, like, you know, a, a, a 90 degree angles, like holding like, you know, the bar or the windsurf or mm -hmm. the kite surf or the wakeboard for hours. And also your knees being exposed. So, so much, you know, flexion and mm -hmm. friction the entire time. And then I was around probably like 30, 35 years old, you know, around your age, that I felt like a fucking old man. Hmm. I was uh, f the pain everywhere. My knees, my shoulder, my elbow, everywhere. I mean, I said, man, if I keep going like this, be like destroyed, back pain all the time. Because imagine, even if it's water, you bounce on water, there is like, you know, the, the uh, movement on your spine, you know, sure. low spine the entire time. So I always had back pain, always. I didn't know what to do because... I, I, I never really trained at the gym. I never was at the gym, but was in the water eight hours a day, basically, you know? Mm. So when uh, the turning point, and sometimes that's what some people need. They need, like, you know, feel like shit, or, you know, the doctor going to say, oh, you cannot do this anymore, or, you know, it's bad for you. And uh, But unfortunately, most of the people, they just keep going because that's the only thing they know how to do, like, like the case of jiu-jitsu or any sport, and they see when they retire or when they stop doing because really are at the point that the body cannot handle anymore the type of uh, pain, discomfort, they just like, you know, I mean, I saw a friend last night, I was telling you last night, that's a, a guy that I'm oh, seeing for years, he does jiu-jitsu, man, he was walking like an old man. I mean, he was really the pain, and he told me, like, I mean, it's all his back, his neck, and everything. I mean, you don't want to go to that point. So, but uh, I had to do my own research to understand, so what I can do to get better. What, 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 I mean, I don't want to get surgery on my shoulder. I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing, you know. Possibly I want to stop for a little bit to take care of myself. But what's out there? And then we're talking 
at the period that YouTube just like, you know, there were people like, you know, transferring cassette and putting on YouTube all grainy. You see like this shitty video on YouTube, not no 4K you quality. Had, uh, you guys had Richard Simmons to look up to. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Rich, Richard Simmons on shoulder. Like black there. and white YouTube. That was, the, he was the longevity master back then. <laughs> but, uh, but you make an interesting point. Actually, something you said, like you just keep pushing through it. You're approaching 37 and you just keep going. But... The same exact thing happened to me that Mauricio said, like 34, 35, something happens at 35. And this is like, I ask a lot of jujitsu guys, at something at 35, your body just doesn't perform like it once did. So, you know, you can push through it as much as you want, but there's also this facing reality that I think you had to do, Mauricio, where you're like, all right, I got to change some ways. I can't get away with doing what I'm doing if I want to continue to do this for the long long run yeah when when the doctors say okay you gotta get surgery you gotta get this this get this pill painkiller and yeah. what for the rest of my life are you kidding me because i mean most of the time the surgery they don't do really a lot for you unless you go through worse. a process of rehabilitation recovery and things like that that's again is all about you know the discipline and commitment i mean how you want to get out from this because, for instance, uh, I remember once uh, when I was surfing in Italy, I hit my head on the, on the bottom of the, you know, there was like a guy with a bodyboard in front. So to try to avoid him, I jumped and I slipped and I hit my head straight on the bottom. And I had a compression of C3, C4. Mm. I, I mean, I was blind. When I got up from the water, I, was, I couldn't see it. Jeez, man. Uh, really? I said, you know when someone hit the head so hard that you don't see anything? Oh, I, yeah. I, I thought for a second, I'm blind. I don't know what fucking happened. So they, they brought me to ER there, and uh, I barely could move it. And, uh, and uh, the guy there took care of me, put like, you know, this neck thing there. And I said, what I got to do now? And uh, I went excruciating pain for like weeks. So I hired these guys to come to my house every day and I went through a process of rehab for month, month, and month. Whatever he was telling me to do it, I was doing double. Whatever he was telling me to do. I was spending hours, hours to do this stupid exercise, inflating, even inflating balloon to reinforce muscles on, around the neck. neck. So it was like, you know, really blowing balloon. I was at the point that I was so good at inflating balloon that I was doing like, you know, artwork with balloon, like dogs, <laughs> flowers, and things. I didn't know what to do. I was bored. <laughs> so, so my house was full of these things. But, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, when after uh, probably three months, four months, I went back, you know, to the clinic for the exam and everything, MRA to check the neck and everything. I mean, I already was moving good. And the guys say, man, I've never seen in my experience like 20 years in this field someone getting out 100% recovered. Because what people do all the time, what people do all the time is uh, when they feel a little bit better, they stop doing, you know, mobility, they stop doing, you know, exercise rehabilitation things, and they just go back and then they, they, they point, you know, the, if you have a broken knee or whatever, shoulder, just heal in a bad way. It doesn't go 100%. Well, you gave yourself a mental prescription, too. Yeah. A lot of people, when they start getting into pain or, oh, my back hurts, doesn't matter You know if they're 25 or 32, they just take that as a, a death wish or a death sentence. You know, mm-hmm. Oh, I've been told that I can't do this, so it can either be an excuse not to do something or you can do what you did, which was get yourself a mental 
prescription to actually get better and, and find some ways. Have you ever had, to tell a little bit about just your, yourself and kind of your, your background and, uh, uh yeah. yeah. So, um, I've been a trainer since 2012 and, uh, I'm a brown belt jujitsu under Andre Galvao. And, uh, <laughs> hey, <look at> that. <laughs> coincidentally, that's why I know quite a bit about Andre. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've been in the fitness space for a while and that's kind of how I met Maurizio. And, um, you know, uh, an interesting thing that we're talking about here is the mental side of things in, uh, I, when I hit 35, I started getting injured like all the time. I was just facing like chronic back pain, knee problems. I just had this knee scoped a couple of weeks ago. I had this knee scoped in 2018 and it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing mentally to like accept that you're like not what you once were. And that mental toughness is like, in my opinion, one of the most important things, like the ability to not quit and to not, like you're saying, you know, with Maurizio, giving him that mental prescription to just do it, to keep going. Right. And as I'm getting, you know, as we're talking about aging and, and continuing to stay fit as we get older, that is, in my opinion, one of the most important things, because I think it's so easy as you get older to just be like, ah, fuck it. You know, like my youth's gone. I'm never going to have it again. But in my opinion, I think that's when you have to be even more mentally tough because, you know, I'm very close to my parents and, you know, actually my grandfather, who's 97, is still alive. And I, I very close to I, I can see very closely what happens at the end of life. And it can be very unenjoyable. But your brain, your mentality, your sense of humor is very much the same as it was when you were a young person. But your body just can't do what it once was. And to me, that is like one of the most like depressing things to have to like to face. So, um, so yeah, what I'm doing now is basically I am trying to – I also run a podcast. I am trying to figure out what methods are the best methods to – create longevity because a lot of the things that I was doing when I was younger actually do the exact opposite. When you're training for size or even strength in some aspects unintelligently, you're actually taxing your body and and shaving time off as opposed to adding. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, you know, Maurizio, what he teaches with unconventional training, it's really so interesting that it's unconventional because that should be the conventional stuff that everybody is doing. You know, that is the stuff. If, if anyone has seen Maurizio, he doesn't have a shirt on right now. <laughs> it's hot in here. Right <laughs> but he looks better than you. I mean, Derek, I haven't seen you with your shirt off, but I'm assuming that Maurizio's probably got a better body than He's you. He's a little more tan, but we're pretty even. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the, like, the proof is in the pudding. The methods that Maurizio uses with the tools that he uses is testament to, you know, yeah. It works, you know. So it's a, and what's the name of your podcast? It's called the Order and Progress Podcast. It's Order. a it's a jujitsu strength and conditioning for jujitsu podcast. And what's interesting is that I've kind of used it in the beginning it was all like, you know, how to compete and how to be really just dominant on the mat. And now I've gotten to a point and a lot of my listeners as well have gotten to a point where like, we're just trying to stay on the mats, man. Mm. <laughs> we're just trying to <laughs> we're just trying to prolong it as long as we can because jujitsu is really intense. Yeah. But <laughs> I also derive so much personal satisfaction from doing jujitsu. You know, it's the overcoming challenges. It's, you know, 
being there with your boys, it's the routine, it's the the confidence that you can handle yourself in a situation, you know, the skill set. So this season on my podcast, I've really pivoted toward durability and longevity methods to stay on the mat as long as possible. You, you interview, what's his name, uh, uh, the, the dude that you told me you want to put me in touch? Uh, what is his name? Um, uh, Maeda, Maeda? Oh, Bill Maeda, yeah. Oh, man, he's a amazing i mean the workout i follow him on instagram the thing he does how old is it he's 53 man yeah there's this uh man if you see the way he look his mentality wake up early in the morning the the exercise the the those how smart he train it's just like unbelievable if you check him out on instagram at bill maeda okay what's so interesting is that he doesn't really train like a conventional person he doesn't you know a lot, there's a place for squatting and pressing and pulling, right? But there's also a certain dose of that that you need. Um, Bill's method is really training the lateral aspects of his body, the lateral core. He likes to really generate and receive force from the sides of his body. And if you go onto his Instagram, check him out. I mean, his body is absolutely insane. And he, just like Maurizio, he doesn't have any pain. I mean, he's 53 and he's absolutely killing it, but he's using these unconventional methods to, to do that. Well, I think that's huge. I, uh, made me think of that jujitsu grandma. I don't know if you're seeing her on Instagram. She's awesome. She started training when she was like 72 mm. or something yes. like that. I and saw she's that. just rolling she's all awesome. the time. <laughs> I, uh, I tore my ACL in 20. I've had a couple of knee injuries. Um, uh, been fortunate to prevent surgery, but both times like the doctors and the physical rehab people just thought I was a, a, like a little bit insane. Hmm. Um, this last one though, this ACL tear in, in 2020, the end of 2020, uh, I use this stuff called BPC 157. Have you ever heard of this that? This is a peptide. It is. Okay. And it, it was not banned for a long time because it fit into this category of your body already naturally produces it. So it's not a big deal. I guess I just, I just found this out yesterday. Sometime in the last few months they banned it, but it helps with uh, tendon growth, uh, ligaments. Hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily, it's not as advanced as like a stem cell hmm. where it's going to generate a lot of new cells, but I used it throughout the process to, I, it felt like it almost just like kept what was there going really good has a lot of other healing benefits. Some people call it the Wolverine supplement. But with that, that freaking bike, that's why I got that bike. One is oh, that's gym, amazing, man. One is the gyms closed <laughs> down, and, and it's been biking on both knee injuries. And then hot yoga was crazy. I go to this place over here called Yoga Fusion, and the uh, uh, the mother and daughter that run it are really incredible. And I know the daughter just had ACL surgery, and she's back in there doing hot yoga, you know, and it's like, that was, I feel like that was one of those things that helped me so much with the heat on the nice. recovery yeah. and the healing. Heat, cold, uh, yeah. plunge. And, you know, I mean, the hair, but we were talking about yesterday about the air bike. The, air bike, <laughs> the Airdyne bike, man, that thing is a, it's just it's a brutal. I do like every morning, like at least 200, 300 calories on top of the thing. Mm-hmm. It feels so good. I'm so addicted now. It's so <laughs> challenging, but it's great. It's yeah. like, it's, it's like, uh, it's a perfect combination of uh, intensity and also like, you know, you can, it's a total body thing, right? So it's like, it's total body intensity, whereas you can sprint, right? And kind of get your arms going, but that's mostly your legs, right? I like the rower. The rower is pretty good, but there's this push pull dynamic going on with the arms on the bike and then the legs. And man, the harder you go, 
the harder it actually gets, right? Because you're resisting the, the air. So there's like more air in it to push. And, um, man, I did, uh, yesterday I did two, I only did two one minute all out sprints. And I, I mean, that was enough. Like I was ready to puke. I haven't felt that, <laughs> that, that intensity in your chest where your whole, everything is just burning. Yeah. So that thing's badass. But getting back to what you're saying about the, um, the, so was it an injection or did you actually? I just grabbed the the capsules. Oh, the capsules. And then I found a, another place today. I actually reached out to them because they have these combo ones where they have some other stuff, some other peptides, amino acids in there. And uh, when I got the email back, it was really interesting. It said our products are not for human consumption. Had all these warnings. It it is. Go to TJ, get a bunch of pills yeah. across the border well, here. <laughs> I think they just put that. It's crazy. They put that because it's in this gray area because it's naturally occurring as an yeah. amino acid and a peptide that the pharmaceutical companies, I think they don't, they can't, you know, patent it or put their name on it. So weird. But it's also, it's, it's challenging to make. So it doesn't, you know, the, the average vitamin company isn't going to go and put the amount of resources it takes mm. to build this in a lab. So it's in this gray area, but they, I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's, it's fun that uh, I, I don't know if I told you. Like uh, last week, my wife, uh, you know, um, Koi. You've been to Koi mm-hmm. in the Bird Rock. I go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So my wife want to go there for some reason and do some tests and things yeah. like that. So uh, I say, okay, oh, can, can you come with me there? Okay. When I was there, she said, oh, you want to do also? So you have to fill up like a form and things. They do a, like a phone consultation with a whatever. <laughs> then uh, they give me like those 15 page of things to fill up. And I was going through everything, you know, there, there's a lot of questions. Probably you did the same for the consultation, right? I, don't uh, know. I, I did it in, in person, but there is a lot of, I yeah, mean, there's a lot of it's questions. Like a full, it's, yeah, everything. Mm, like, yeah. I don't know, your balls are shrinking. Like weird it's, questions, it's, you it's know, holistic. things like that. Oh, you have pain yeah. here, you have pain there, you did surgery, you broke a bone. And basically every freaking question that was there, I was good. I mean, I had never had a broken bone. I mm. felt great. I, I mean, everything was fine. I told my wife, why I need to go there again? <laughs> I said, to do mm. what? I mean, I feel great. I mean, at my age, I mean, they, they things they want you to do it. We were talking about the testosterone things, you know, mm. and I feel, I mean, I, I'm not ready for that because I feel good. Why well, I need to do something? I mean, I still have the energy. I wake up in the morning. I don't wake up like, you know, I feel forced to wake up or I feel tired when I go to the gym. I always feel great. Feel great. You know, I go to the gym actually two times a day. I've seen uh, you there lately. Yeah, two times I mean, a day. so so why need to do this? <laughs> you got really fat in Italy a couple of weeks ago, so yeah. you're compensating. <laughs> yeah, you that's know? true. So why need to do even if it's a holistic uh, stuff? You know, why I need to do it? You know, I don't need it. So I mean, I, I prefer like you know save my money. But you, I mean, you are you put in the work, and you're really yeah. knowledgeable. You're very you eat healthy, right? Like, there's a lot of people who just want that silver bullet and they want to take a pill well, and go to a clinic. But uh, and, you know, I mean, my knowledge. And my understanding about way to train, it just came because, again, I had this discomfort and things. Mm. So I did my research. Unfortunately, a lot of people that want to put the work in to do research and learning new things is, is boring. I mean, nobody want to do the boring shit, you know, the boring stage. Everybody want just like, okay, let's go to the gym. It's easy just lifting stuff, you know. Don't need a lot of brain to do that. You don't want to learn moving tools like, you know, the maze, Clebels, the hydrocore, Bulgarian bag, 
uh, all movements they require like a rotation require knowledge uh, uh, to build those skills but the, the interesting things you know i became trainer because I, I, I was at the point that i built so much knowledge that people start asking me you know oh i, got, oh, I use the kettlebell i remember when i came here to us i, I was a training in bird rock there was a crossfit gym there so and i was going there like you know at 5 a.m in the morning at the gym there there was a lot to, you know i didn't know what really crossfit was back then when i came here hmm. so these people doing this this lifting shit and things but the thing i noticed you know every person was coming into the gym they all had discomfort it was like doing the foam roller things oh my mm, back this yeah. one did yes blah blah i was just doing my kettlebell stuff you know i was bringing my tools i asked the lady at the gym she was so nice she just let me you know train there i said i don't i don't want to do what you guys are doing i just want to do my stuff and uh, the the guys there they start me asking me about how to use a kettlebell they just start asking me because in the CrossFit, remember the yeah. the kettlebell, the knowledge of the CrossFitter yes. and kettlebell was zero. They would just do those overhead. Oh, swings. that was stupid. That was yeah. it. You know, and then my background was like gear was poor, like the Russian method to learn kettlebell, and then you know I learned something from Pavel Zulin, you know, the RKC, and uh, so I had a lot of knowledge, but not knowledge as a as a coach, a knowledge as just I want to know, just I want not to do the things in the right way. So I start teaching kettlebell to CrossFitters. This is what I start doing. Really? Yeah. I think, I think what happens for people is like you have people curious and asking you, right? I took the the big mace, actually a couple of them out to the park yesterday, and you see people kind of walking by and they're staring at it. Was this weird then, though? <laughs> yeah. So and I just I just start locking like, hey, you want to try? And they're like, oh my gosh. But what happens with people is. We get in our grooves, right? Kind of like uh, if you're going on a walk every day and you walk and you just kind of build this little groove of the same spot you're walking oh, yeah. and it gets deeper True. and deeper. And so the same thing with your mind, with your neural networks. True. And so if you, you know, don't stay updated on things like what do I want next or what do I want out of this, you're just in that groove. So when you have pain or discomfort from being in that groove, it's almost like you could say, if you're walking in that same spot, your body, your life is going to have more impact in that one spot. So now you have an injury, you have something to fix, whether it's physical or emotional, mental, whatever it might be. And you have to change that groove and change is hard for a lot of people. And that's where the, the fixing of things, it, it takes someone sometimes to inspire them, to show them a different path, mm -hmm. uh, really to help out. I, I was peeking at your uh, your sheet over there, man, and I I know you had some things on there, but I saw that first one, and it just made me think of that. Um, which one? I think if I'm reading it right, what's that first one say? The goal. Yeah. Oh, so the goal. I mean, well, this that is um, along <laughs> along along your lines here. I had a similar experience where I got very into a groove. Like you get your favorite exercises, right? You think that you are. You know, I'm working out every day. I'm working out hard. I'm preparing myself for jujitsu and preparing myself for life. And then I was getting injured. And I'm like, man, what? Like, and it wasn't until one of our close friends, Mark Wildman, exposed me to Mark. clubs. <laughs> yeah, Mark is the man. Check him out on YouTube. He came here to the podcast. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, that's savage. <laughs> and uh, that's why you got all these clubs around here. He's one of the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> he left club behind. <laughs> so. I didn't realize that I was completely, completely neglecting uh, rotation in my workouts, mm -hmm. right? I would do Russian kettlebell twists, you know, those things. That's like everyone checks the box. That's your rotational move. Man, there's levels to rotation. 
And I, man, talk about a neurological groove, right? I could not turn to one direction. I was a golfer when I was young. I played baseball and stuff. So I turned one way really well, but I couldn't turn the other way. And I was like, wow, this is a blaring weakness in my, in my game and in my life. And it was like, to reference jujitsu, it was like I was a white belt all over again. It opened up this whole new world of rotational movement, rotational strength, power, symmetry in the way that I move. And um, I was just completely sold. So I've been like preaching the gospel of um, of rotational movements. And Maurizio teaches a lot of uh, – well, as many people know, he's a fitness inventor and he's invented a bunch of tools. <laughs> and the tools that, he, that he's created really work the rotational – uh, movement pattern and getting back to the sheet that you reference here <laughs> we, we have a goal of an upcoming trip to italy where mm. Maurizio is from to expose people to these methods and these tools in order to you know ju- do all the things that we've been talking about on this podcast move better feel better get out of pain live longer enjoy your 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 body for longer and be able to do things that you love yeah so the idea, you know, we, you had also junior from a PB training here. So we did like a, a Maui Fit, this event in Maui. I was a part of it, the first edition in 2021. And they just did one in 2022. I was not there because I was in Italy. And uh, so the idea is to gather, you know, in, in, in one place, all this uh, smart trainers they adopt this uh, call unconventional methods and share the knowledge so because uh, i mean i don't want to call a fitness retreat i mean i don't know if the right world because usually when you go to this fitness retreat the only thing you do work out you know you go home and then you just forget about it right the idea is that you bring back home knowledge or, or also tools because uh, you know, learning how to use this type of tools require, you know, a certain type of knowledge. Because, I mean, you see the, 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 the clebel, the maze for, for, you know, people that are listening and don't know what it is, a maze or a clebel, you can just check it out. Uh, uh, the maze is like a long stick with a, a, a weight, you know, a weight at the hand. And you have to create this rotational movement, you know, uh, around your body and before that used to be a weapon so in india and in persia they used to go to war with that so the god the gods if you see any any figure of uh, uh persian gods or from um uh, uh indian gods they're always holding this uh, they used to call gada which is like you know like a a, a long stick with a big bowl uh, at the end, you know, some, most of the time it's sculpture or decorated with like, you know, uh, gold, diamond, or things like that. And, uh, you know, the evolution of this now in the fitness industry or for, you know, what regards us, fitness industry, the unconventional world is using these tools to build a better yourself. Uh, so the club, same story. The club also is an Indian. They call Indian club. They they were using for for war, for fighting. You know, before the invention of the the uh, gunpowder, and they used to go to war there. So when the when the English people uh, colonized the India, and they found out about this tool used uh, most of time to prepare shoulder mobility, and they they figured out this is a good tool that can. Uh, 
help us to prepare to swing a sword, right? Mm. You know, because resembles a movement. Because the the English uh, fighting sword was very light. It was not like you know a Persian sword, like heavy, like twenty pounds. So they needed something to prepare the shoulder for those movement, resemble the movement, but without fighting. So they brought back the stoles, the Indian club, and training the entire like you know army with the stoles, which disappeared because with the invention of gunpowder, they don't need to use the sword anymore. And but you know the very interesting history. So this is what that that's what is fascinating about this tool. Also, they have a history like you know the cowbell, for instance. You know during the Russia, mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of you know story about. Uh, I think it was Maximilian training mm-hmm. with the with the uh, with the cowbell. He was so strong that one day there's a legend. I don't know if it's true. They said that the the the. Um, the, the courage was he was in you know flipped and then he was able to lift by himself you know things like that so I mean he's still in Russia you see a Russian dude like still lifting this cowbell basically that's that's what they do all day you know it's part yep. of the culture and then we adopted this system this method that we kind of you know in some way with all this uh, these smart coaches again that they using any one of them has his own style let's say Mark Wildman or other people I know like uh, uh, they came to Maui Fit. Now I don't recall the name, but uh, any one of them, uh, I can call them movers mm-hmm. because they move in a certain way so beautifully, so elegant. And uh, you see, like, you know, a, a tool like that one is like 35 pounds, which is so hard just to hold in your hands and just flow around your body. It feel like, you know, they just, just can't wait that much. It's impossible. You know, the, I, whenever I, when I first heard Mace, I always thought of, uh, and this actually, now you got me thinking, this might be a cool fitness product, is they had the steel ball in Mace. So it's like a, basically like the steel club and then a chain. And on the end of it, uh, a ball, like a very heavy ball. Sometimes they'd have spikes oh, on yeah, it too. Oh, yeah, they're a weapon, yeah. The, yeah, swing like, that, that yeah. could be kind of cool. I mean, obviously without the spikes. <laughs> the gym, yeah. bring that to the gym. <laughs> so like a, yeah, start beating people with it. Yeah. yeah. They, they actually have something like that. Um, the functional patterns guy, Naudi Aguilar. Oh, the parabell? The paraball. Yeah, And parabell. it's similar. Ah. It's like you swing it around your head. But you also... Oh, it's fun. Yeah, you have to kind of accept the... Um, because it's on a string, right? Or it's mm-hmm. on a rope. So you have to, you can't just like swing it around as hard as you can. You have to like time it almost like a whip. Yeah. And that's actually brings me to the Hydra because when I was in Italy, I was there a couple of weeks ago. The Hydra, which is a tool that Maurizio made, it's basically like a big donut with that you put in, you put water in yeah. it and you can attach it to a club or a mace. It's the same concept. Like this thing, man. The, I absolutely love May swing and club swing, but when you add the hydra to it and the water dynamic, mm-hmm. it just cranks it up. And you have to, you really have to time things better. You have to use more of your stabilizers because it's not, you can't just fling it around like a weight. This thing is also controlling you while you are controlling it. So that's one of the tools that we're going to be uh, using. Yeah. So the idea is uh, going back to this uh, retreat is bringing uh, uh, we still like working on name, you know, to bring to the to the the retreat. Uh, we have a we have a lot of you know trainers that want to come <laughs> and want to teach. So we're trying to consider, you know, what is the best fit for what we uh, want to do it. And uh, the idea is to bring all these unconventional tools in one content. 
and uh, show people how to use it. So people can come from all over the world, Europe. Actually, it's like I have some uh, trainers from Korea. They're just like, you know, uh, uh, I'm uh, teaching some stuff with the Hydro and Hydro Core during these days. And they want to come to my hometown. I mean, for me, the exciting part of this is because, uh, you know, it's my country, it's my hometown. Mm-hmm. I know everybody there. So there'll be fun for me having all these people, all these friends there. You it's, got, it's sorry. Go ahead. I know you first. It's yeah. going to be way more than just learning about fitness tools. Like I went a couple of weeks ago, and it is a complete, total experience. Mm-hmm. That's what I think we're really going to. Obviously, there's going to be an educational component to it. We're going to learn how to use these tools. There's going to be some badass workouts. We're definitely going to work hard. But the town that Maurizio is from, yes, Vieste. <laughs> look it up on a map. It's like it juts out into the Adriatic. It is the most beautiful interesting little town this place has been sacked like hundreds of times throughout the course of history oh, yeah. that's why i always make fun of Maurizio. you're not actually italian you we don't know what you are you might be no i'm turkish Turkish. Actually, yeah. Oh, you are yeah yeah we discussed it Remember, oh, we go. discussed this when i did like you know the yeah. the 23me blood test and i i have a you know probably 20 percent of turkish you know blood in me because my town was like completely the history man you know, is destroyed it's... occupied you know from turkish pirates you it's know? so cool i mean when you're there like uh, if you've ever been to italy the history is just unparalleled right but this particular town was such a very uh important strategic location throughout the course of history so um, there's castles and cool monuments and the, the, the old town, which is the oldest part of this city. I mean, it's, it's a walled city. It has a castle. You can't drive in there. This was built way before cars. So our idea is to not only teach people about these tools, but also create this really awesome experience in this town where it's a place where people probably wouldn't go if you're going to visit Italy. It's like a little hidden gem. You're going to go to Rome. You're going to go to Venice. Fiesta is the most beautiful little city. And um, Maurizio knows everybody. The food is absolutely (laughs) incredible. That might be a problem. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that would be fun. It would be fun. So basically, you know, we we want to do like, you know, uh, we still decided two or three days you know, of education mm. and they have one day open to anyone well where, where I will invite all the the gym owners you know uh, I know from Italy we're gonna stand invite to all the gym in Italy they're gonna bring their own team so we're gonna do this a uh, competition like a, mm. a like a I want to say a little triathlon you like know? a little race a little race uh, uh, from the beach uh, to the castle to the you know the main square and uh, we're gonna have like you know s- a spot where we're gonna perform some movement with some tools possibly and then uh, uh, there will be like you know a prize for the team they win so it'll be pretty fun and uh, so this, this is the idea and then we're gonna have two more extra days we're gonna move to an island in front of my town it's like one hour boat and this is very interesting. This is the only Italian island on the Adria- Italian part, the Adriatic coast. Because in front, we have Croatia. In front of my town, we have Croatia. There's plenty of island there. But, you know, this island is the only island on the Adriatic coast in front of Italy. And it's just in front of my town. 
it looks stunning. It just looks like Caribbean. So the last two days, you know, after, you know, very, very uh, hard training, education, and the race, the, the triathlon, we're going to do it. We're going to move to this island there and just chill out for more couple of days there, just relaxing, eating, drinking, workout possibly, and just enjoy, like, you know, the end of the vacation. Because usually, you know, when they do this retreat, everybody, okay, whatever. Everybody leaves, uh, goodbye, arrivederci. But in this case, you know, we can just keep going and hang out. It's more like, you know, connecting each other. I mean, uh, many beautiful uh, 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 connection uh, we had in Maui. Oh, I yeah. mean, everybody now still in touch, uh, friendship, you know. Uh, there's a lot of trainers that still, still come and visit me or, you know, I meet them somewhere. It's just amazing. I remember there were listeners that actually signed up to go to Maui after after listening to yeah. this. With this, uh, because with I heard you say education and, and things like that. So, uh, I mean, do you, do you really only want someone with a strong background in, in training? Will there be people with... It's uh, open like, to anyone. Okay. It's, uh, this event is open to anyone because we're going to basically have these smart coaches... And uh, we will, it's an introduction to this tool. It's not a certification. It's not like, you know, open just for, for professional and, you know, uh, people already in this industry, on this uh, unconventional fitness uh, uh, world. This is for anyone. If you want to learn how to use a mace, if you want to learn how to use a clebel, if you want to learn how to move your body better, we're going to learn about mobility, about durability. Mm -hmm. Durability, absolutely. And uh, so that's the idea, to give you like an introduction to this tool. So give you like, you know, uh, uh, the base, the foundation to eventually connect with this trainer and attend more like, you know, deeper conversation or workshop about this tool. So to learn about using this tool. So, I mean, you started like that. Yeah. Yeah, basically. You I, know? I remember reading the Men's Health when I first started wanting to get more. Like I was playing a lot of basketball and just whatever and was, you know, kind of athletic. And I was like, okay. You know, this guy, like, I've never seen just, like, some ripped dude on the front and was like, all right, what's in here? And read this article about eating and training, and that just launched me. That was when I was 15 and just launched mm -hmm. me into it being a huge part of my life. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this I, this trip, uh, it's obviously you should have an interest in fitness. Like, <laughs> be able to move a little bit. Well, yeah, but yeah. That even if you want to just change it out, you know, switch the yeah, things you're doing. Who, like, we had a buddy we were talking to yesterday who's never worked with any of these unconventional tools, but he works out at the gym regularly. Mm -hmm. And we were telling him, man, like, you, because he's 39 now, yeah. and like, we're like, he does jujitsu. I'm like, man, you really need to start training if you want all the things that we talked about earlier. What I would love, see, when I went a couple of weeks ago to his town, I was so inspired, mm. you know, not only from just the beauty of the place, but actually watching Maurizio in his home habitat, in his environment. <laughs> it was, man, it's crazy. Like, I'm 37. He's... 60, 70. No, he's 103. <laughs> Man, he was, he gets up at freaking four o'clock. He's mm -hmm. out paddleboarding, watching. I couldn't make the four o'clock paddleboarding <laughs> trip. He's out there hanging out with his buddies, comes back. He does a workout, picks us up. We go to the beach. He's pushing his daughters and all of her friends. There were like five little girls on a paddleboard. He's pushing them hundreds of yards, having a great time. We're back. We're, back working out we're going on a hike it was like man the this guy is the real deal and that's what i, I felt so inspired and i want to really have other people feel like that along with 
you know, appreciating the history, the culture of Italy. It's a whole encompassing experience. And then, like he said, those connections that you make on these trips are, I went on the Gracie adventure in 2010 or 2011. It was the very first Gracie adventure. All the Gracie family comes together. I still, to this day, 2011, I still talk to quite a few of those guys that I was on that trip. It's it's much more than just, you know, learning about a fitness store. It's well, whole. I mean, there is some place that kind of, you know, uh, uh, inspire you, you know, they just have the energy they have. You know, when we went to Maui for the event, it was so much fun. You know, it was beautiful. The, the A lot of, you know, motivation from the people around, the surrounding, the place and everything. And, you know, I was telling him yesterday, when I go to my town, I get the energy back. Is it For me, it's like, you know, getting out from the routine here, the things that you do every day. When you go there, I just want to enjoy the place more time as possible. So, uh, I mean, I wake up even earlier than when I wake up here, and then I spend more time, you know, outside, even because I'm with my family. I want to enjoy places and do things. And I like to have friends over because I want to kind of, you know, see through them eyes you know in a different perspective my town you know yeah. have, have you guys thought about just setting aside some time to actually do like a we'll call it like a vision workshop just something where people can use that inspiration to plan a better future i mean that could be this thing could could grow into absolutely you know i just like we're saying about the, he was uh, referring to the awesome history. You know, I really, mm-hmm. when I was there, I, I kind of felt <laughs> like I was a, I was a, I was a Turkish pirate, man. I was <laughs> jump my head off. Yeah, I was swinging. <laughs> we picked up some logs and we were swinging. Oh, yeah. We swam out to an island, and it's like you really put yourself there. You know, we were we were hanging out on on his patio overlooking the town, and I was like, man, imagine like 500 years ago when these ships oh, just yeah. pulled up here and are launching cannonballs. That's crazy. So, man, it could turn into a lot of different things. We should, when we go there, we should get some, some mushroom ecstasy, you know? <laughs> and just, I mean, I'm really, I mean, I'm not kidding, because even just without any drugs, you just see it, the place, and mm-hmm. your brain yeah. says, man, they used to, this, this rock, uh, we were talking about this yesterday. Rock, yeah, oh, the, there's this, this piece of rock is uh, right next to my old house. What would it used to? house it was just like a a, a hole in the know, old town in the old town so i used to live there with my family just a little like space i don't know maybe it's two times this room we used to live in there seven people with a like little bathroom you know with no water basically and uh everything was like in one room the kitchen and everything and next to the my my old home there there is this rock and the this pirate dragut he used to come to my town and chop head there. He chopped like 7,000 head there. So just standing yeah. there and thinking about it, just think about it, that they, they were blood like in a head rolling on the floor there. So imagine if you just get some mushroom, <laughs> just oh, like a, thinking about I don't about know if you want to go there. Shit. I mean, you got to start seeing pirates and stuff and then just thinking about the history. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, man. It was a, <laughs> it was a really powerful experience. Um, you know, it was just I can't wait to get back. And like I'm saying, that's what I want to share. But I, you also, the culture of Italy. I don't know. Derek, have you ever been to Italy? A couple times. A couple yeah. times, right? It's so much different than the United States. I feel like time like slows down there. <laughs> You know, the day is just so much longer. Like the way that they work, it's like mm-hmm. they get up, they work till about two, they go home, 
be with your families you take a nap right you have some good food you come back out at like six and then you're out and like it's just a slower pace there's like i wouldn't say it's less of a grind but kind of less of a less of a grindy mentality it's more about really enjoying every moment of life enjoying the people that you're with and then enjoying it over some good food and wine too which makes the experience you know that much better yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think mostly this uh, this uh, retreat will be about that. Obviously, there will be a lot of learning, a lot of knowledge, but uh, we want uh, people go back with a nice experience, like the culture, the food, uh, new friendship, new like you know probably possibility for business. Also, that's sure. that's what I saw like uh, growing. Uh, in uh, in uh, Maui, Maui Fitness, a lot of trainer now they freaking exploded. I see the crazy trainer man. Mm-hmm. He closed the gym. The only thing he does is just teaching now. Really? Yeah. Good for him. He, he, this guy that he came to Maui, I begged him, hey, you gotta come to Maui, you gotta come to the event, you gotta you know be good for you. And he was kind of you know saying, I don't know. So now after like one year after Maui, he he just decided to close his gym because uh, mm-hmm. he just traveled around teaching. His uh, you have a very unique. Uh, kettlebell system yep. like more like a like a uh a, a jocolier like a, uh, throwing kettlebells in the air and things like that that's why you know i'm uh, th- th- what i'm trying to say is even if it, this r- tools they have a very very uh interesting uh, history and uh, uh old roots i mean the way this coach is using everyone is so different everyone is so mm-hmm. unique and it's so much fun, even for me, I know to use these tools. But when I see Mark using that, it's just, oh, I never thought about that. And then I see another guy using, oh, this is cool. So we always mix and match this, this, this things, this method with, and it becomes something amazing, you know, just more, uh, more creativity in the workout I'm doing every day because we inspire each, each other through social media. Now it's easy. It's not like for me, like trying to search on YouTube for something to do, you, you know, know, a workout. And now mm-hmm. there's so many information out, out there. But the, what, what the unconventional, unconventional world is missing is gathering together. Because I mean, the fitness industry, you go to the gym, you do whatever, right? What we are missing is the connection, being the same content, the same place all together, brainstorm and learn from each other. That's what we're missing. Yeah. You generate, when you get people together, you generate more ideas. Uh, somebody was telling me this about the like just mind body connection and grip strength and when you talk about jujitsu it makes me think like i have this crazy grip strength i'm not i probably weigh 165 ish right now mm-hmm. and i'll grapple with someone that's 220 230 240 you know purple belt and it's like very common there's like your grip strength is ridiculous and i think so much of it i mean even before getting into these things it would be like i did a lot of bar dips right these like multi uh, joint types of exercises and uh, it might have been you but somebody was just talking about the neural connection I think yeah. most people don't realize when you start using things like this what it can do for uh, your brain yes. well, have you, oh longevity there's a lot to study yeah. the longevity grip strength yeah exactly and yeah it's a, it's a good indicator of how long you're going to live is how how strong your grip is hmm. so the tools that we're talking about, they train that type of stuff. So they are inherently, not only do they get you in great shape and burn fat and make you look good, they actually are tools for a longer life. 
So that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the good stuff. This is the good <laughs> stuff that people really need to be training. I was here at Lifetime Fitness yesterday. I went for a workout with my buddy. And I, I think a lot of like mainstream gyms are coming along. They have a really nice functional fitness area over there. They have kettlebells. They have battle ropes and pull-up bars and really good stuff. But they don't have any maces. They don't have any clubs, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have any Bulgarian bags, no hydras, right? But that is the stuff that is the good stuff that people need access to knowledge on how to use it, right? And then how to incorporate it because there is certainly, don't get me wrong, I love benching, I love, you know, pulling, squatting, there's certainly a place for that stuff. But um but yeah, this this stuff will keep you around longer. Right. Well, the, the, the thing, I mean, you go lifetime too. We meet a yeah. lifetime almost every day. This there. guy's been there twice. I mean, I, <laughs> I just started doing like a split two a day thing and I think, three of the last four days I've gone, he's been there both at like 5 a.m. and at the noontime. Well, it works, it works better for me because, I mean, now I can, uh, uh, you know, do my cardio or punch in the bag early morning. I like to go to the air bike and all the tools. you how to box better too, by Fuck the way. Fuck you. Yeah, he's this got guy, that wide right. stance. He's he, yeah, he's not hitting anything. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so He can't grapple either, man. <laughs> He's going to choke me out, but he's a white belt. So, so I like to do my cardio in the morning, you know, and uh, go back like 10, 11 a.m. for strength training. It works better for me than just spending their three hours in there because I can go home, eat something, do some work, and then go back in. It keep me more sharp than just consuming myself for two, three hours straight. So, I mean, uh, if, if you have the time to do that and you have like the gym available, and you know, the energy, like that's the energy. Amazing. Yeah, no, the energy. I mean, it's, it's all about that. You know, you have to have the discipline to commit to that. You know, I mean, my age, I don't have distraction. I'm not like you that uh, you leave the podcast and I go get wasted in downtown. Nah, you that's know? not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's an allegation. Right? Right go now. party in Vegas, <laughs> you know, right into the, right that, into I mean, the there's different stage of uh, uh, your age that you have different needs or things that, uh, you like to do more, right? Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, personally, I cannot drink, you know, anymore. You know, just feel like hangover for two days. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I go to Italy, I like drinking, but you know, it's a different type of drink. Just drink like a good wine there. Yeah. You know, it's just more enjoyable than just stand to the bar and swallow like shots or tequila. Yeah. So it's a different way, uh, you know. But uh, when I'm here, to be honest, barely go out you know we enjoy most of the time when we go to italy about eating and drinking and uh, so I, I can do that i go to bed like at 9 9 30 i'm already in bed wake up early go to the gym you probably sleep pretty good too huh oh man two I, a day I workouts sleep, i sleep so freaking right good out. i sleep mm -hmm. so good i mean uh, even us on the test say oh you sleep we're coming i sleep so good man i had the best <laughs> sleep in italy man it probably was the wine and the pizza and stuff but <laughs> but no like we were just doing so much stuff every day that like you're actually using your body. You're being a human being and you're out there doing stuff. By the end of the day, you're just like, you get the best, most restful sleep. And you're like, man, this is how it should be. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people don't realize when they're talking about not being able to sleep, it's they haven't done anything to, to make their body be tired to go to sleep or it's something on their mind and you can work through that, you know, physically as well. Mm -hmm. What what do you, I'm just, I'm kind of curious now because I, I didn't get a chance 
to spend a lot of time going to learn about you before we started or before you came over. But so I know you have the podcast and uh, are you still training a lot? What, what's life look like for you? Yeah. So jujitsu wise, I've been off the mat for a couple of months because I had a torn meniscus in my, uh, in my left knee. I had a torn meniscus in my right knee in 2018. So um, I've been off the mat for a while, but like I'm saying, I'm at this point in my life where my goal, I'm a brown belt. I've been brown belt for a while. My goal is to get that black belt. And, um, so I'm going to do everything I can to stay competitive, stay on the mat. Um, I also work for a company called strongandfit.com, which Maurizio has a product on that website. Uh, Mark Wildman, Pavel Tsatulin has a, has a product there. It's basically like an instructional, it's a website that we sell instructional fitness videos and fitness programs. And, uh, so I run that website. I find fitness coaches to, create programs for us and, and come onto that site. I just filmed with, uh, Fabio Zonin, who is, uh, one of the head instructors for strong first under Pavel. And that's what actually brought me to Italy in the first place was filming with him. So he's hmm. dropping next week and he may be at yeah. the, the fitness event. There is with a, yeah. Us. There's a great, uh, I mean, he's pretty big. Strong first is a huge organization. Uh, with Calbell, they have a lot of followers worldwide. They do like a certification and everything. It's pretty known. So I'm very excited to have that him. That would be incredible. Yeah. He's a great coach. Um, yeah. he's just uh, has a ton of knowledge. He was the CEO for Strong First for a few years. I think Pavel's back, back at the, uh, the helm. But, uh, on top of that, I also, uh, do marketing. So I'm also, um, I do marketing for different jujitsu schools. And I also do social media management for BJJ Fanatics as well as uh, Strong strong and Fit. So I wear many hats, wear many hats. I do a lot, but this is what I love. I mean, I love fitness and I love jujitsu. So I built my career around that and it's taken me to amazing places. When you look at how many people were at ADCC last weekend and, and how big it was on the internet and the community being built around it, like there's finally people are that have been in the sport for a long time like yourself there are these opportunities to start making money turn that passion into uh, a bigger income i i actually uh by the way i want to ask you what you think of that coffee but i want to i want to use uh some of the the marketing dollars from the coffee company to start sponsoring more up-and-coming uh, athletes specifically mma and jiu-jitsu Right on. Yeah. We all love yeah, coffee. If you guys, if you guys listening, <laughs> you probably don't know that Derek started his uh, own coffee company. The, shit. the secret's out. I, yeah. When I was doing the promo on the front of the episodes, I didn't mention that part. But uh, yeah. <laughs> So I just, uh, I just uh, for the first time, I tried the coffee. Is like, can you tell us more about your coffee? What? Uh, oh, we're going to talk about it. But it's a, uh, Ethiopian, Ethiopian. roast. They're going to hear plenty about yeah, it. I'll probably yeah. do a, a plug at the front. Yeah. Did you like it, though? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. You just drink it straight black. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. It's very good. I mean, you're going to be a sponsor of, uh, Man, that's, of I mean, the that's, event in Italy. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, yeah, th that's that's one thing that, uh, you know, um, will be interesting that we're going to have also, you know, uh, we're looking for, you know, probably company that want to sponsor also the event. They want to be part of the event. They're willing to give, like, you know, uh, free stuff for the event, like we did for Maui Fit, so anyone can connect uh, with me or with uh, Bill uh, on the social media. And um, uh, this this uh, this this um, 
event will be will be i mean i'm so excited it will be so interesting because we're going to gather so many people from all over the world the date of the event will be may 23rd yeah around may 23rd may 24th it's right after memorial day yeah oh no right before memorial day right? yeah so i ask you weekend. about that too because he got he was over here uh one of my like one of my favorite people on the planet was out here visiting and he's getting uh, married to, I don't want to say too, oh, yeah. too much. And uh, <laughs> he wants to get married there now after Mauricio showed us about his town and started doing all this research. And he's nice. like, I'm getting married there. So he's, but he started looking at, and, and maybe it's just like they're booked out online, but he started looking at uh, hotels and things oh, like really? that. He said it was booked from January up until early May. He didn't look beyond that, but, uh, is you think that's just like is like do you have to know people to get some well, I mean, housing it, there? I mean, I, if uh, you you told me he's a hunting now, so he's like yeah. a out of reach. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can talk to him and I can tell him exactly where to stay. You know, I can plan. I can help him to plan. You know, okay. his uh, wedding in my hometown. It'll be cool. See, yeah, uh, I said the <laughs> the Americans don't know about this spot, but I think the Europeans and the Italians uh, know about Fiesta. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a vacation spot. Yeah, it's, a, it's set up as like a vacation town. There's tons of mm -hmm. hotels and stuff like that. Yeah. So it makes sense that during those months, the winter months, that would be the place to go because yeah. it's so, amazing. So the name of the event is a human fit. So human, like human fit. Derek, I like human that. fit. That's a good name. So uh, <laughs> so the main uh, organizer of this event is uh, like Bill, me, and then we have a uh, another guy in Italy. Uh, functional Mike is, is, a, is a nickname on social media uh, and uh, he will be in charge more of logistic uh, like connecting like a gym and trainers from Italy like marketing more uh, you know in the death side of, uh, uh, of the world we will take care of more you know this aspect uh, of the marketing here in the US and uh, we're going to have probably more podcasts of Instagram live talking about this and uh, we're going to put more information out, like probably in a few weeks. We're going to have like, you know, a web page where people can have more information about the prices, date, where to stay, what's exactly, you know, uh, we, what we're going to do during the event, extra mm -hmm. activity to do it. So everything will be uh, pretty uh, uh, well explained in details on uh, on uh, the, the website. Uh, probably I will set up a page on my hydrocore.world page and we share everything on social media so it'll be pretty fun do you have uh, a do you have a url yet or an actual like domain that we can throw on your uh, no it's, it just will be a page as we pop up so and then gonna link to the extra page i think i think every time he comes on here anyways people hear like shirtless italian guy and they follow him on instagram anyways so that's the best bet they'll find it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, now everything is social media i don't know if anyone uses website anymore <laughs> everybody looked information social media i don't remember last time yeah. i went on the website you know mm. looks like more like a business card that people just look and throw it away and they go straight like you know yeah on social media right yeah we'll, we'll definitely have uh we will have a website yeah no we have we have a, a page human fit human fit uh, uh instagram page so okay. there will be a lot of uh information there and we're going to post a link to the website yeah and a link to the website, <laughs> to the website. Yes, we still believe in urls no no there is a website there is actually there's a web there's a human fit website there is a, yeah but uh, there's a human fit i don't remember i'm gonna i'm gonna 
Post it. I think humanfit.net, something like that. I don't yeah. remember. We have a website. Strong coffee. Strong yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there will be, there will be uh, all the information that will be online. So it will, be, it will be interesting to go check it out, what's all about and everything. So yeah. The, okay, the website is humanfit.it. Oh, I found it. The website. Yeah, the dot, website. Dot it. Dot it. Dot it. Okay. Okay. IT. IT, yeah, Italy, Italy, oh, Italy. Italy. Yeah. yeah, Jesus, I forget. The I live in in the US. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so is it in English that website? Uh, we have in English. We have everything. So there is okay, like everything. perfect. Explain everything. Use websites, but he has yeah. a website. So <laughs> <there you go. laughs> yeah, I, don't, I remember. I don't, your coffee made me stone. <laughs> but is there, Derek? Is there anything that we didn't cover that? Because uh, this is honestly, this is. We did one in Maui Fit, right? Which was a mm-hmm. success, an yeah. amazing experience. And I've done some of these things with different jujitsu companies, but you know, this this is the first time of us putting this vision together. Mm-hmm. So you know, hit us up. I know I'm w- at Will Safford BJJ on Instagram. Um, we want to hear from you guys what you want, Derek. If you you know have more questions for us, yeah. No, I think I. I mean, I work with this global consulting firm. And that's one of the big special prestige worldwide specialty precision. <laughs> that's from that movie, huh? yeah. the uh, bro, uh, Step Brothers. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I was like, that sounds familiar. Um, but uh, they, they, I mean, they're really masters of craft when it comes to putting events together. So there's a uh, like human science formulas for things like that. Right on. And uh, there's if there was like a mental checklist of what leaves people with the best experience ever type of things i mean you can you can do things in a certain way to match that mm-hmm. that's that's what made me think of instantly the is there a, a purposeful time for people to create intention or vision you know it depends on what people want out of it but there yeah. are these things like naturally you were inspired yes. and i imagine some people will some people won't when they get home take that time to write it down or on the airplane or whatever. So it's hard sometimes for us to think like even though I might do this or this person mm-hmm. might do this, what is you know what are the masses going to do or not do and and try to uh, meet those things so they get a complete absolutely you know mental, so you one know. Uh, one uh, just like talking I remember things so uh, obviously we're gonna have also yoga. At the event, that's very important. I mean, it, it, it's cool because I mean, I'm not. I can say like you know, I'm a yoga guy, <laughs> but I like to challenge myself. And you know, I remember Maui Fit. Uh, even people that never did yoga, they enjoyed. That was great. And it was great. So that's that's why we want to bring this modality because I mean, all these things they flow very well together. They're connected. We're gonna have a breathing coach also. And the, the interesting thing, we're going to have uh, uh, this uh, cold plunge thing. But, oh, yeah, that's cool. But it will be cold because uh, on the beach of my town, there are these uh, freezing cold water streams. They like come straight from the forest, which is like 20 kilometers from my town. It's like, you know, probably a, a thousand meters, something like that. So it comes this, this water straight from, from, the, from the mountain. And uh, they just go down the beach. There's like, you know, probably 10, 15 of this stream. And the water is so freaking cold. Mm. So instead of having like, you know, this, uh, this you know, uh, artificial, you know, uh, cold plunge, that's what we're going to do. We just, after the workout, we're going to go straight into this, this uh, little stream, rivers, just go in and, you know, just stay into the cold water. So there will be everything very... Uh, uh, in uh, in connection with the nature, everything will be not arti- artificial. 
it's actually another thing I forgot to mention is that we plan on doing like adventures throughout throughout yeah. the the camp. So we haven't decided exactly what we're going to do, but you know, there's a lot to do there. There's paddle boarding and water sports. There's a massive national forest there that has like just amazing rock structures and climbing and things like that. His region is actually the number one uh olive olive oil yeah, produ- area yeah. Yeah, it's Producer. probably one the biggest one in the world for production of olive oil. Hmm. So we yeah. had we had dinner up in these hills in these olive gardens and it was just a very like authentic Italian experience. You know, you're you're just immersed in this uh in this culture. So yeah. there's gonna be much more than just you know, what spinning can, stuff what around can, our head. With with nutrition and food these days, right? In America it's really funky because we have a terrible uh, food supply so if you get pasta here you're getting who knows what is in the pasta <laughs> but uh, because of the, the food quality there is so much better i mean are, how are you guys going to be you know catering to people if they're like oh, i'm vegan or paleo or so no whatever. not at all okay <laughs> okay you're not welcome you, this is what this is it's hilarious you say that because this is exactly what happened to me i i don't eat gluten mm-hmm. i i haven't eaten gluten since 2012 and I went over there and I was like, you know what? I heard all those things about how the gluten, the wheat is different. And I had no problems. Mm-hmm. I really, mm-hmm. I mean, I had no problem. Now, if you're celiac and you can't take that risk, right? Don't do it. But man, being able to enjoy the food, <laughs> the pizza, even the beer, the Italian beer is phenomenal. It just adds to the whole thing. So I was like, I just let loose that week. And I did not. I thought I was going to blow up. It's man. the I thought U.S. It's the our US. food is pretty awful. Yeah, yeah. I was so yeah. surprised. So by the end of it, you know, I was there for like two weeks. By after week one, I realized I wasn't having any problems. I was just stuffing my face with croissants and all different so Italian. Pay. I was so so basically, rewarding. you know, I wanted people to have a full experience. So mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people there, I have, I have friends that have like farm. I want to bring the group to this farm where they do the fresh cheese in front of you, where they're making the pasta in front of you. They they explain, you know, difference about this wine, this olive oil, what's the process and everything. So I want to also people come back with, the, you know, say culinary experience and understand more about the, the culture, but also about the origin of the food and, you know, all this product we have. And then going back, you know, the the food choice. I mean, we have plenty of food choice. I mean, the fish is amazing in my town. Meat. We have plenty of veggie. You actually can. I mean, so many, so many different type of veggie, you know, it's just unbelievable the things you can eat. Since you came back, I mean, what's been your experience eating uh, now that you're back, man, I've uh, I've loosened up a little bit on the gluten. (laughs) I got to say, but I'm it's screwing me up, man. It's It's screwing me up. It's not as bad as I thought. So there's this idea that you can you can um, you can mess with your epigenetics by what you eat, right? So mm-hmm. I haven't eaten gluten in ten years. There's this idea that I may have shut that gene off that's sensitive to gluten, yeah. and now I'm good to go. But even still, I don't. I'm not going back to gluten full time. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've been eating here and there. One one thing the. The recipes in Italy are phenomenal. They're, they're, they're eating stuff over there. It's like, oh, why didn't we think of that? Like there's this tuna dish where they put eggs, tuna, green beans, um, tomatoes, onions, olive oil, salt and pepper. And they just like very loosely chop it all up. It is the most delicious thing 
it's and it's healthy good fats you know no carbs very low carbs you know vegetables so i've been eating that a lot since i brought that one back with me but you know it's things like that that have i've kind of incorporated into my into my diet since i've been there well for me it's very enjoyable to go back because uh, i mean i don't eat a lot of pasta here not because i don't want to eat sometimes i cook myself pasta i mean we make sometimes there's italian friend coming to the you probably you met them you came to the house that we make like fresh pasta or pizza luca yeah i mean i have a pizza over my house so we make like our own pizza and things like that so rarely we go out to eat a pizza or pasta i mean i can make the same shit in my home i don't need to go pay like 30 dollars for something i can do to my house so most of the time when we go out i like to enjoy different type of food that i'm not you know uh, capable to cook or prepare right but when i go to italy for me it's just a feast i mean i love it you know just going around and try different food because I mean, the chef and the quality of the food there is just amazing. I mean, oh, yeah. the pizza is just like, you know, I mean, out of the ordinary. And the, the seafood, the, man. The seafood, seafood everything lover, is so fresh. My God. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the experience I want people to have because, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, eating a plate of pasta in New York, I don't know for how good it can be an Italian restaurant. By eating They're good. Like, You'd in, be surprised. Yeah. We have a lot of Italians <laughs> in New York. You see, I'm watching this documentary on Netflix about pizza. It's very interesting. There's like different episodes. In the first episode, there's this guy that he traveled like for two years around the world. It's called Chef Something. I don't remember. It's on Netflix. And uh, and uh, the best pizza is in Phoenix, Arizona. There is uh, this guy That's called... It's false. false, but go on. Well, no, no. You got to watch <laughs> Please it. Please continue. Well, you got to watch it because <laughs> this guy is so committed. He's, uh, he's Italian and then he moved... Uh, uh, to Arizona, he make like everything fresh. You have like his field where he do tomatoes. So everything he pick is mm. just he's like he the Jiro, made. like Jiro dreams of sushi, but of pizza. Have you ever seen that one? No, I oh, that, that one's one. so good. Oh yeah, yeah. But but anyway, you know, uh, I, it's like the old that's guy the same in the subway, right? There yeah. was the yeah. same the same thing when I turn on the TV show and then he come this guy and then he say, oh, I traveled two years around the world. You can't believe me or not. The best pizza is a I said, shut the fuck up. I was like almost like turn off the, the, the yeah. changing, right? I said, okay, let me see. This is interesting. I want to see where he goes. And then uh, there's this guy called, I think, Fiore, and he opened this pizzeria when, since he was like is 20 it, years is old. Is Guy Fiore, the big spiky-haired food dude? He got the weird hair. Yeah, you seen him? He's opened Guy up a Fiore, bunch yeah. of like, like he did this like barbecue trato. sushi got a trato place. Now. And uh, so this guy, he had asthma. I mean, it's a very interesting story. You got to watch the documentary. Mm-hmm. But he made the best pizza. But not just because he cable to make the dough and everything. I mean, Puts he, his heart into he it. He grind, you know, he grind his, his, his everything from scratch. And I mean, for what I see, look good. There's a fucking line for people standing in line from 9 a.m. and oh, they wow. open at 5. It must be good. They open at fucking 5 p.m. I mean, if you tell the Italian people stand in line to go eat, they say, fuck you, go next door. <laughs> it must be good. I don't know, man. I, follow, I believe in Dave Portnoy, you know. Everyone gets one bite. Dave Portnoy is from Barstool Sports, so he, he, he's the president of Barstool uh, Sports, yeah, and okay. he um, travels around the country, I think, mainly, and tests pizza mm-hmm. on all these different spots. And I believe the number one he says is John's Pizza in the Lower East Side in New York City. Hmm. I've actually never had it. My sister has, and she absolutely swears yeah. by it. So that's 
but we'll have to put them head to head. Phoenix yeah, versus you New go York. Phoenix, Arizona, try the pizza. You never know. That guy's pretty interesting. I like, you know, for running a, a sports company, he or a sports media, you know, he is really like an advocate of free speech and talks about some things in a way that oh, yeah. uh, can be kind of aggressive for some. But at the same time, it's uh, he's very open about it. I yeah. like that. No, he's got some cool thoughts. Um, and, you know, he also, you know, he walks the walk, he talks the talk. They also do a lot of work to give back. Hmm. During the pandemic, they did this... Um, this fundraiser to help like small like mom and pop type shops and one of the beneficiaries of it was right by my house on long island and they were able to keep their doors open because of what this barstool fund did and like if it maybe if it hadn't affected me like close to home i wouldn't have been so like oh that's i'd be like oh that's cool but i was like man this place legitimately was able to keep their doors open because what they did so i've just always like I don't know. And I'm a social media manager, so I see what Barstool does. And I've taken quite a few tips from Barstool. You know, they can be a little bit controversial and and a little bit wild with what they do, but it's also really entertaining. Yeah, that's that's important. So you... uh what else you got on your list over there, by the way? You, you brought me you brought <laughs> got a little list. You got, <laughs> and yeah. uh, I think we talked mo- mainly about all the, the things, you know, the goals of the trip, the tools that we're going to be exploring, the town itself, history, the food, the race. So, uh, I mean, we, we brushed over the Yeah, race. you just have to define, a, I mean, it's, it's a hard choice because, I mean, all these trainers, they want to come to the event. They're all smart. They have their own style. So we got to decide the next like few days uh, who going to come there and teach. And, but uh, anyway, you know, whoever we decide going to come, that will be a fun experience because they have so much knowledge to share. Maurizio and I, on the last, one of the last days I was there, we swam out to this island, right? And we picked up these logs and we were sm- using them like maces around our head. And we were looking back at Old Town and I'm like, man, how cool would it be if, if we like swam out here, did a workout, swam back, run up, do some like cool like medieval shit up on this like castle wall, you know, and then we came up with the idea to do the race. Yeah, I, I think that would be such a cool like finale to wrap this thing up so pretty much on the last day that's that's the idea i feel like you just need to involve fire somehow in that and you're good to go Some fire kind of, yeah <laughs> maybe that weapon fire. you were talking about earlier yeah, we'll bring that in the mix torches torches yeah. and things yeah that could be an idea i mean in, in this community there's a lot of people that swing fire you seem like they catch the maze on fire to do things <laughs> really oh I man it's, that. oh there i gotta you go. send you the video there's some right. there are some of them so what they do they they lit the the part of the maze on fire mm-hmm. and they just keep swinging it's so cool because in the mm-hmm. dark the only thing you see moving is uh-huh. uh you've seen it you've seen anyone posting something like that not with the maze. i've just seen like oh yeah fire dancers, actually they did know? once they did here in san diego at the balboa park uh, oh, I saw. I think I saw Jared Thomas. Yeah, Jared maybe Thomas. Posted something yeah. Like oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's nasty. Oh, Jared stuff. Thomas. I mean, he's, he's the amazing. One that, he's like the first guy that introduced me oh, to really? it. You out on the the beach out here at Windensea. He's we amazing. Went out and, he's oh, so yeah, good. Super. He's got. I mean, he just. I think he picked it up in like 2020 for the first time, and he's like, oh, I no just way. do it every day. And he's he so just, addicted now. Yeah, he's just unbelievable. I mean, we would love any type of people like that. I. I mean, this is like we said in the beginning, this is really for anybody. Um, but, you know, obviously like-minded people come together on this. I would love for the jiu-jitsu community yeah. to be involved with this because these methods are so beneficial 
for anyone doing jujitsu at any age. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're, you know, at the tail end of your career. Let's talk more about that. Like, tell me, because you have a pretty, you know, pretty deep jujitsu background and also an extensive knowledge of this. Like, when you think about jujitsu, you've talked a little bit about durability. We've talked about grip strength with not just for longevity of, you know, being on this planet for a while, but it's uh, just good in general to have in jujitsu. What are some other things you, you think in terms of benefits or overall? S- so you have to have, um, I think, exceptional mobility. If you are restricted in any area when you're doing jiu-jitsu, that stuff is going to be exposed right away, and you're going to deal with some kind of injury at that point. So you really, you can't, I mean, jiu-jitsu does make you more mobile as you do it. But as you get older, I mean, you have to, I put a ton of time into mobility work and then stabilizing stability work because it's a lot of like framing and bracing and using isometric strength. So that in itself is kind of like stability, right? So, um, and then the core. So I think if you have a strong core, but you have to have that rotational aspect of the core. And that's really where I was lacking. And I think that's where I was getting a lot of back pain. Um, my lateral core was just not very strong at all. Um, and between Mark Wildman and Bill Maeda exposing me to these new methods, I've really kind of been able to shore that stuff up. And then just working to fix all of the things that jujitsu does to you inherently where you have this kyphotic like hunched over (laughs) posture you have to do the opposite right so you have to get into extension you're constantly in flexion when you're in jujitsu if you're on top passing you're hunched over somebody you're flexing the spine forward if you're playing guard you're balled up you know you're in a little ball and you're same thing so that is very problematic for longevity Hmm. if you look at older people they turn in they come yeah they hunch forward Mm -hmm. right you lose that strength of your postural muscles your upper back to maintain the upright posture to take on the world so for me there's a lot of that stuff um i personally love the turkish get up i think the turkish (laughs) get up is one of the absolute best things you can do for life but also for jujitsu it it checks a lot of boxes You've got the core component. You've got a little bit of rotation on the first movement, the crunch and roll up to your elbow. You've got stability of the shoulder. You have mobility, thoracic mobility. You've got uh, hip mobility when you come up to a high hinge. And then you also have the sequencing, which is what jujitsu is. Jujitsu is putting sequences of movements together to form an attack or a defense or whatever it might be. And that's pretty much what the Turkish getup is. So I do those every single day. Um, and I've given them to my mom and dad who are in their, now in their 70s because I'm like, just do this one move. If you just do this one move, we talked about markers of strength or, or longevity earlier in that grip strength. Getting up, the ability to get up off the floor is also a marker of longevity. Hmm. And how many limbs you need to get up off the floor. Zero. Yeah. You need zero. <laughs> I just pop up. Like literally from cross-legged, I pop up. I know people look at me weird, but it's... You're going to live forever, man. Yeah, that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm like, sit and never go. I'm getting a lot of confirmation today on the, on the longevity. Well, that's the way you train, right? You <laughs> oh. do the unconventional stuff. I walk into your house here and you just have kettlebells and clubs and maces all <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Self-defense, but yeah. No, uh, uh, yeah. Nice ornaments you have here. <laughs> but yeah, what you're doing is 
is the right the right stuff and uh we need to get it out there more. Well, I mean, the the, the maize at the Klebel, the, the Bulgarian bag, uh, the Hydrocore, that's what they do. They reopen your posture chain because, mm-hmm. like you say, you always like, you know, uh, forward, like try to reach for something. That's what these tools do because, you know, the most of the weight passing behind your back, mm-hmm. it tends to create more, uh, 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 more mobility in your shoulders. I mentioned what you have to be mobile for jujitsu, right? I don't really like having to do a half an hour of mobility just to get started with my, my training, mm. but it's kind of what you have to do. But what I really love is when you can get mobility and strength yeah. in one movement and the club and the mace and the hydro core allows you to do that. You get multiple qualities. You get that thoracic mobility, shoulder mobility. And the you know cardio, the endurance, whatever it might be, all in one package. Shoulders seem like they're a big problem for people as they get older. You know, so many people yeah. with shoulder injuries. And what I've uh, started offering to other guys there is to go out with me and just go like you know we pick a day of the week um, and go out to the park and just train with this because people don't realize too, especially if they're really strong and spend time in a gym and they go. Oh, for my shoulder to get stronger, I need to lift a 70 pound dumbbell or whatever number. But with a five pound club, five pounds, you can do so much for all of the uh, very, very small muscles in your shoulder. It has that, um, they always talk about the what the hell effect, where it's like, what the hell? This is only five pounds. Why is this helping me so much? (laughs) And I, um, I got that in my elbow. So I had really bad elbow pain for a long time. I actually think it's from texting and being on the computer. Wow. And I started training with clubs. And Wildman told me that it's from this like uh, extraction. You're getting like every time you do a club, you're kind of like uh, when you pull the joint out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or what is that called? Traction. Yeah, traction. So you're getting a little bit of traction in there. And then also that like, what is this position where you're? Lock yeah. rack position. Right? You're building the the tricep muscle here and the forearms. If you ever seen Mark's forearms, they're freaking massive. So just by doing that, the same, what the hell effect? It's like, what the hell? My elbow pain's gone. Yeah, that's... I, and I've had people ask me, like, uh, I had someone who, I feel like they've been using the steel club for a while, the club part, and they actually asked me if I had any tennis elbow problems. And uh, I thought, no. And then I, I, I haven't looked into it yet, but have you guys heard of that? Have you heard anybody getting you know, from using too much uh, club usage, like getting some sort of a tennis elbow? Well, I mean... It's only helped can, me. Can be. I, I, to be honest, all the problem I had in my elbow because of the, the sport I was doing mm-hmm. is gone. I mean, I think it all matter. You know, some people always, they, they think that they would want, want to load more. Hmm. I mean, the one heavy maze uh, is like 35 pounds, already a lot. I mean, barely hmm. I'm using that one. I prefer... My perfect size of, of a Klebel maze is like 10, 15 pounds. I feel like I have a good workout when I'm, I'm in a range of that uh, uh, amount of weight, even with the bag, because uh, uh, I, don't, I never feel tired. I can go like an hour straight. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, my shoulder they don't jerk. My elbow don't feel like, you know, pulling out. So oh. it all depends. Sometimes people want to load more and probably a prior, they don't have a good grip. So they can translate like an elbow pain, like forearm, a joint, and elbow pain. So, I mean, these tools are designed to build yourself with a very small amount of load. 
and uh, you don't need to be very don't, you don't need to load you don't need to load yourself there's no reason i got I even got my barber hooked on on mesas now right and on. uh yeah and he i mean he talks about it when i go in there pretty regularly and he told me this last time i didn't realize how into it he got i mean he was uh using terminologies like yeah you know when you do the halo this way and oh, I'm cool. all, all right man go but uh we were talking about um, just even the 10 pound mace, if you were to hold it like a straight bar yeah. and curl it, how he would use, you know, 40, 50 dumbbells, you know, pound dumbbells before. Now he uses the 10 pound mace and he said he gets way more burn. It's way harder just from the, the grit, like the size of the mm. actual handle itself and, and probably from the weight disbalance, but it's, it's yeah. really impressive. He's going to come in next week with a pair of like, uh, pruning shears. <laughs> with one hand and just chop that up. <laughs> well, uh, when, when going back to jujitsu, I remember when I start like a, uh, uh, I start first training Andre Galval, and when we came in the gym with uh, Steve Nave, remember? Uh, yeah. There wasn't a gym; it was academy, and and the, the idea was to to have a uh, uh, Andre's athlete training with us using mm-hmm. these uh, methods. And we noticed what what this guy doing. I mean, wh- why they train like that? Why are they lifting? Mm. Why are they lifting like trying to lift more, more, and more? That's what they were doing. There was, I mean, obviously uh, lack of knowledge or understanding or how to train outside of the mat. But I mean, at least they were training. That's why yeah. things that I had to give to Andre that he had, he had the vision to put the team to work outside of the mat. He was probably one of the first one. Yeah. But mm. when we came in the air. Brought in the Bulgarian by the Kelbel, the Klebel, we completely uh, revolutioned the the way they were training. No more like you know, always like lifting yeah. and be in the same position and constrict yeah. yourself to load more in that position. But open your chain. I remember that they don't even had a pull up bar. We put a pull up bar, which I mean, this is the most crazy things. I mean, it's so easy just to put a pull up bar in a jiu jitsu academy. Yeah. You still go in some jiu jitsu academy, you don't even see a pull up bar. Yeah. It's just crazy. You know what's, <laughs> what's funny is that I've, I've interviewed a ton of like, so mainly on my podcast, I interview strength coaches, and there is certainly more, more than one way to, to do this, to get in shape and prepared for jiu jitsu. Because um, there's some coaches who are very old school and they produce world champion athletes with their old school methods. Yep. And if you look at, um, you know, we talked about ADCC, you look at Gordon Ryan. I mean, he is without a doubt the best ever. No gi, he's, you know, a freaking human specimen. And if he still uses these methods, so he has a product on BJJ Fanatics, which is like his his fitness routine that he uses for jujitsu. It's all bodybuilding. It's all like very conventional bodybuilding type methods. And he just went out there and absolutely mopped the floor with everybody he faced like easily. So not to say that I don't want to be dogmatic about like you got to train with clubs and maces. That's the only way because that's not it. No, there's certainly ways to do many. You can get benefits from a lot of different things. But what I have found, especially as we're getting older the tools that help me the most are the clubs, the kettlebells, the maces, the hydro cores. Oh, oh, this oh. guy was about to take off his pants. Is that, <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> I was like, so he's sweaty. already got the shirt gone. <laughs> you know well, that's the old, like, you know, know yourself thing, right? Because mm-hmm. if someone doesn't have injury problems, if they're trained a certain way and they've been fine, their body's pretty symmetrical, they don't have these extra things, they, you know, they just haven't dealt with a lot of maybe physical trauma, 
Gordon Ryan. That guy's, you know, his program is fine. I'm not going to go in there and tell that guy, hey, I think you need to change. You're yeah. only the best in the world right now. You should probably start doing this. Yeah. But uh, f- figure out what works for you, too. That's a big part of it. Yeah, anyone can benefit from anything. But yeah. the, uh, I don't think there is just one way to approach fitness. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, at some point, okay, work for you, you know, doesn't mean it work for me. Mm-hmm. Or long term. I mean, if it's 27. He's 27. Yeah, yeah. 27. I want to see in 10 years. <laughs> That's mm. the thing, you know? Yeah. If you don't change, you know, the way you approach his training routine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Another thing is a lot of coaches are very by the book mm-hmm. when it comes to, all right, if it's not, you know, if this hasn't been scientifically tested with, with, with uh, evidence, then it's not part of my routine. And I certainly do believe in science, but I think there is definitely a place for empirical or anecdotal evidence right where you are making progress you feel better your elbow is feeling better from swinging a club there might not be a scientific study out there why that is but all i know is that my elbow feels better so i'm gonna keep doing it i I did that with my first both my knee injuries but my first knee injury you know they're like all right we got to do surgery and then my just maybe it's being stubborn but it's like always wanting to you know, I worked with athletes for a while and I like pro athletes, pro baseball players. I remember them saying, if you can avoid surgery, always do that because once it comes out, it can't go back in. I know you've got a lot of that stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Luckily we have stem cells and things like that now. So there's a brighter future, but, um, just started doing that research and you look at like, cause research chains changes sure, too. Exactly. So you can get a, a hunch. Um, there's a, a term called early adopter. Mm-hmm. And I think of, uh, Tesla's for example, you know, when Tesla's first came out, most people were like, oh, it's kind of weird. You got to charge it. You got to do this extra stuff. They were scared of it, scared of change, electricity, whatever. A few people said, well, you know, intuitively or just were into it. And then it, it spread and it got popular. And that's how a lot of things happen. You know, there wasn't a lot of data or empirical research on functional mushrooms. And now they're very, very popular yeah. for thinking, for health benefits, mood, all this stuff. And, and now the research is following. So I think sometimes it takes the person to yeah. take the risk. Now, I know from doing a lot of uh, business coaching, it's as you're saying that I'm going, oh, we, you know, me and, and colleagues and things like that. Sometimes it's really when you think about coaching someone, like you want them to be successful, right? So if you know that this one way works, and they want to start changing the recipe or making all these alterations before they found success, that's tough. So I usually think of it as, you know, if, if there's a way that works, like boxing is very traditional when it comes to training for the most part. Like do the things that we know work really, really well. And then once you have this baseline of I'm kicking ass, I'm great at this one thing, and you want to experiment then, go for it, right? Because if it doesn't work, or you don't get better results or get better, you can go back to mm-hmm. this foundation Absolutely. of it was really, really great. And that's how we make progress is by experimenting. There's a group of guys uh, who do jiu-jitsu in Norway, Tommy Langacker, Espen Matias, and they basically followed a very like strict curriculum until around purple or brown belt. I could have this story completely false, but let's go with it. <laughs> they now only really do like what they call like structured play when they go into the you know the the training room Mm -hmm. they don't have a coach they just have a room and they're black belts and they just really have a very loose 
playful type atmosphere where they're experimenting with moves. They're trying new stuff. You know, it's like a whole experimental lab, but they have that foundation of solid jujitsu that they can always come back to. And I believe Tommy won the world champion. He definitely won the European championship very recently. And they don't have like, I mean, you look at Atos here in San Diego, they have a room full of killers with, (laughs) you know, Andre at the top of it leading everybody. They just have like each other and like some maybe like one or two other black belts and like pretty much all just purples and low level jujitsu fighters. But they've been able to really carve out their own niche and their own style of jujitsu and make it successful. I think that's, I mean, there's a couple of places that makes me think of. One is uh, like Craig Jones and the B team. Yeah. That's their whole thing is like, I, I remember seeing a clip and that's how he trained. Although I, I think that guy, I think he has to stop saying that he's number two because he ends up number two. Like if you want to be number one, you kind of got to think that way, yeah. but that's like a whole different, whole different story. But that, that's, that was his training thing. I mean, he finished number two and whatever uh bracket he was in which is a that's a pretty high level tournament to even finish number two but they don't really have a coach they you know started doing their own thing Mm -hmm. just really challenging each other pushing each other collectively as a team and then uh where i train at 10th planet someone said it might be the largest class sizes like the one here in san diego like the largest jujitsu club or whatever you want to call it in the u.s right now and if you you know, 10th planet system is really fascinating, but like there, they're called the, the freaks and, uh, the head coach, um, Richie Martinez, uh, the boogeyman, he has a strong, uh, like B-boy breakdancing background, mm-hmm. right? So yep. there's this whole flavor in there of like solid jujitsu foundation, but they put their flavor on it and you, you get that creativity that, um, just makes things better. The improvement. Totally. And, you know, I want to shout out Maurizio. I think, like, you've always been uh, an early adopter. I mean, you were the first one with one of those shake weights back in the day. You were just <laughs> shaking the shit out of that thing, the early adopter. No, yeah. but he's, yeah. he's always got some new fitness tool that he's playing with. And, you know, it. it's like I'm saying in this whole podcast, it works. What you do works. So experimenting getting out of out of your comfort zone trying new things i mean Absolutely. it's it's all going to add up well i mean there's a, now it's easy there's a lot of things available like you say you can always go back to square one and stick with what you like to do it but there is no reason to be a skeptic and and don't experiment and try you know like for instance you know now, because he went to Joe Rogan podcast, the knee over toes guy and things, mm-hmm. I used to follow him for three years and do like, you know, the backward things. And that really helped me. I was me really, too. I was really skeptic. I said, come on, this bullshit and things. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to try, but you have to be consistent and just do at least for two, three months a stick. Don't suspect that those things could magically change your life. You need to, <laughs> to have discipline and willing to learn and patient and obviously you know those are no type of things that you can just learn experiment by yourself you need some kind of a, a directional knowledge and now with technology and uh, uh, apps and books everything is so available that a- anyone can become his own doctor if you want just google things or just connect with people that's a it's a good point though um, about like the overload of information out there because I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I program hop and I go from like 
I'll, I'll, like knees over toes. I was really into knees over toes, and I was I did it for a couple of weeks, and I've taken a little bit of his stuff, but I've gone back to something else, right? I've worked with functional pattern stuff. I've done functional bodybuilding stuff. Like every time I have a new coach on my podcast, he's like, I, I try his program, right? Um, but you, sometimes you really do need to stay the course. But like Bruce Lee said, you know, you have to take what is effective in disregard. Absolutely. Right? No, that thing, they walking back on uh, pulling the sledge, walking back, walking back on the treadmill. It's something I, I love that, all man. the freaking time. Yeah, me too. Listen, I had like a knee pain, you know, uh, probably like two years ago, one year ago, something like that. Uh, every, every, so in my house, there's this little step to go up in my office. Every mm-hmm. time I had to go my, uh, up in my office, the fucking knee pain because that's so mm. high. Steep. And then very, so every time was pressuring at knee pain. I don't have knee pain anymore when I go upstairs. And that was the only time I have knee pain. And then I said, man, why have knee pain when I go upstairs? Now I do like the walking back all the time. Every time I can, when I go to treadmill, that's the only thing basically I'm doing, you know. Don't go speed more than four or five. Walking backward, you know, running very slow or sideways. A lot of sidewalk. Even pulling or pushing the sledge, always like trying to do coil uh, uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. The landmine helped me a lot. The landmine, uh, basically, that's another another modality that we'll bring to yeah. the to the to the event to the retreat in Italy because uh, the landmine uh, university concept. There's a lot of footwork, and this is something that we lack a lot because even at, let's say in the gym, the conventional gym. Every movement you perform, so the knowledge is that you put your body weight from the back of your foot till, you know, the beginning of your toes. So you never pressure on your toes, right? Because, you know, the balance, yes. that's where you keep the balance. But with this modality, actually, there's a, a lot of footwork. You want to stay on your toes a lot. Balls your foot, yeah. So that's... that's uh, that's where you know you feel it translate a lot of your knee. If I now just sitting, I pressure on my toes, <laughs> I feel my knees. If mm-hmm. I pressure on the on the plant of my foot, I don't feel anything on my knees. Mm. So that's yeah. why you know you want the footwork. But Alex, um, Alex Canellis, the guy who basically systematized the landmine program, he is always posting photos of like uh, guys doing basketball or like pro athletes yeah. cutting in football. They're always on the balls of their foot. Mm. But for some reason, we're always told to like squat, push through your heels. You know, when you do a lunge, yeah. make sure. At life really happens on the <laughs> balls of your feet. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you never do that. I mean, no, really, realistically, me. realistically, sometimes we have to lift something. You see a lot of people put the, 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 the toes, the ball, your foot on the ground and lift stuff. That, nobody does the perfect squat if you have to get something from the ground. I, I have these two wedges. I think they're sitting over there. And I, um, I just picked them up. And I actually leave them even when I'm sitting at the desk to do writing or something. And they just prop my, my heels up. Yeah. But you see me in the gym. I mean, I'm yeah. jump roping is the, probably the first thing I do 90% of the time is I just jump rope for a few songs. And I, I, I had people tell me in my early 20s, like, oh, you got to be careful. That's going to give you knee pain. Well, if oh, anything, it's been the opposite. It's actually just kept everything really strong around that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, I mean, anyone have his own uh, idea about training and things, and <laughs> there's always uh, it's fun to see sometimes people fight. You see a lot of uh, like you know this uh, picking each other. The you know the gota, 
Yeah, got it, yeah. Goda mm -hmm. and David Wack. David Wack is yes. uh, the inventor of the Bozo Ball. Goda is... Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, they have the same idea, but they just uh, fight against each other about details. Mm. Like, you know, say, oh, no, the, the cup is black. No, but if you turn, there's a writing the other side. I mean, it's a freaking cup at the end, yeah. you know? Do you put coffee inside or are you drinking? Why don't meet halfway instead of discussing if there is a writing on the, on the cup or not? And they always... Actually, it's once they, they call me out, <laughs> it's just, it's fun. Call out you? Yeah. For what? Because uh, I was doing like a stupid, like, you know, um, you know, the stupid push-up challenge bullshit that people do all the time. Okay. Things. They were at the gym and there was me and the coach, uh, uh, high speed at the gym. And then we did like this challenge to push-up and pop-up and things like that. So he took a snapshot of me popping up and landing on the ball of my feet and say, oh, if you do this, you're going to get injury, blah, blah. So like, you know, 10,000 people say, oh, this guy going to end up to the hospital. And oh, things wow. like, it was ridiculous. Like, you know, he just was looking. He said what he does, always the blue mark and talking in the background. Who's this, Goda? Goda, okay. yeah. Yeah. It just like it was was just I mean sounds like, I, I sounds ignore like him press. because it was just so stupid. Yeah. It's kind know? of the name of the game though in like today's <laughs> social media world, right? Like a lot of these, I I actually like what I just discovered Goto recently. Um, I think he's onto something. I think he's got some really interesting ideas. David Weck as well. Yeah. How do you how do you spell Goto? It's like goat, G O A T A, oh, greatest okay. of all time. Action. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're very similar. The mm. the David Wack method, the Goda method. They just some slight difference, but you know, in always someone have a, like two store, one next to each other. Everybody try to claim I'm the best. I'm the best. Yes. Instead of say, okay, man, we have a good product, both of us. You know? Same thing with functional <laughs> patterns. Um, yeah. <laughs> so now everybody hate that guy. Yeah, now he's very like just do functional patterns. You don't really need to do anything else. Um, but I have honestly, man, I've taken a lot of good stuff from functional patterns. Yeah, it's like, good. It's great. It's great stuff. But I'm more of like, a, let's incorporate uh, what works in this regard, what doesn't. So anyone coming to the human fit, you got to keep an open mind. <laughs> yeah, you got to be yeah. open minded. You know, we we no ego, no ego, right? Yeah, no ego. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. And just expose you. You can make the choice yourself. We're trying to just expose you to some of these new tools and fitness methods, and then you can incorporate what works for you. Absolutely. So remember, May 23rd to 20... 28th. 28th, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, humanfit.it. So soon we're going to post all the information, details, coach, prices, how to get there, who's going to be there. It'll be amazing. And the, the name of the city that you that it's in, Vieste, is it V-I-E-S-T-E? -E? Yes. V-I-E-S-T-E -E -E. yes. in Italy. It's yeah. so Check it beautiful. out. Beautiful yeah. place. Amazing people, food. So we're going to have a great time. We're going to stay together the entire time and experience everything. That's right. And then you can always check me out, Instagram, at Will Safford BJJ. If you're interested in some of the methods that we talked about, strongandfit.com has a lot of uh, Maurizio has a product on there, getting ripped with uh, body weight and bags. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Hit us yeah. up. Cool. And, and then final. also humanfit.project on Instagram. Human Fit Project. Project. Yeah, that's the, the event name. Are you going to come? Uh, we'll see. Come on. <laughs> so you can take a part of the more, you know, more the spiritual side of the event. Huh? Yeah. I like the, 
I like all of it. You know, I yeah. love that stuff. I, I went to your, your workshop here when you did that, and that was oh, just, the Be Water uh, workshop, super yeah. fun. Yeah, so and I, there's people that you know I met there, and that was only a few hours that I still talk to. You know, oh, yeah, several people, great people, so. Seth Gibson, yeah, amazing guy. You're gonna come, Hammurabi. he's coming, Amurabi, yeah. Uh, there's one I'm missing. I feel that's why I like to always do Alistair. shout outs to Alistair. There you yeah. go, I'm like, I'm missing somebody, yeah, yeah. So amazing people, amazing guys. people, yeah, absolutely. That'd be sure. fun, man. I'm telling you, cool. Well, man, thank you so much. This was a, this was a blast. I had an awesome time talking to you. So Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming by. Thanks thank for you. working through the uh, the lack of AC. I'm like, I only see a little bit of sweat coming down. Oh my god! Look at look at so. look at that. Look at this. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm nice and fresh. We'll to get you in front of the Dyson. Yeah. I thought you were gonna take off your pants at one point. Man, so. I was so close. Well, cool. All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming by. Thank Thanks, you. Man. Bye. Cool. Ooh. Oh. Oh.